Chapter 5, The Bridge. Welcome back for Session 5 of the Activated Team Series. Our objective this time is to realize the significance of how our increasingly restored identity in the gospel connects to others' deepest longing for fulfillment in God. In our last session, we discussed the power of testifying to other followers of Jesus about who God is and what he's doing in us. In this session, I want to invite you to simply offer that same testimony to those far from God. I want to ask, why does having spiritual conversations about Jesus with those yet to believe in him sometimes feel so complicated and discouraging to think about? My hope in this session is to restore a pure and simple understanding of how to engage in spiritual conversations that can lead to opportunities for evangelism. Naturally sharing our identity with authenticity. In one season of my life, my family lived across the street from a little fifth grade girl named Haley. Haley's home life was rough. The cops often visited them and it didn't appear that Haley ever got much affirmation from her family. Several times a week, Haley would show up at our front door right before dinner time and ask if she could come in. She'd entertain my kids as my wife Emily was making dinner and we'd invite her to stay for the meal. Well, one day, I was doing some woodworking in the garage and Haley walked up and began talking with me. As I sat there talking with Haley, I asked the Lord what love he had for her that day. Then some natural words flowed out of my mouth. Haley, you're really kind. And I think God likes that. Haley stood still and began to shake her head no. I had touched something in her heart and she didn't quite know what to do with it. I continued with my affirmation with how I loved her kindness to my kids and how pleased I thought God was with that. By this point, little tears were welling up in her eyes. It was rare that Haley ever felt liked. Even though I didn't get a chance to share the gospel with her at that moment, she would often hear it around our dinner table uh, those nights she was with us. In that little moment, God had used an aspect of my own discovered identity in Christ to minister to a hole that she had, an identity gap I was uniquely equipped to minister to. If you believe that God is sovereign in all things and all situations, then you'll agree with me that God had placed unique me in unique Haley's life and that he had a unique purpose in doing so. Well, years ago, I created a statement to express my understanding of my identity in Christ based on my unique story and the unique messages God had ministered to me over the years. I wrote the statement from a place of intimacy with the Lord and included unique language I resonated with. I did not intend it to be a regurgitation of everything I knew from the Bible. My statement was meant to possess an understanding of who God has uniquely said I am to him as he has ministered certain pieces of himself to me based on what I needed. Here's how my statement reads. I'm a son to the Father, perfectly loved and completely enjoyed. There are three parts to it, and it's not an exhaustive list of every aspect of my identity in Christ. My statement is an expression of the few deep lessons God has been whispering in my ear and preaching over me for years. It's a statement that continues to minister to me over and over again as it reminds me of who God has said he is to me and who he has said I am in him. The 
first part reads, I'm a son to the father. My biological father left my life at age two and my stepfather stepped in at age three later to officially adopt me. What an amazing picture of being chosen in light of being rejected. But even my God-fearing stepdad, who has always just been dad to me, wasn't a perfect father. I don't know what father is. And as a dad myself, I know how imperfect I am. So for several years now, God has been giving me a picture of him as the perfect father. This has allowed me to give grace to my biological father, my adoptive father, and myself. I know that there is a perfect father, my perfect father, who loves me all the time perfectly. This speaks to the second part of my identity statement. I'm a son to the father, perfectly loved. As someone who stresses about outcomes and whether or not I'm doing things right, those two words constantly remind me that I am in his love all the time and that I can trust him in difficult stuff because he loves me. I can be fearless in all things and trust him because he loves me. I'm never outside of his watch and he'll use what I'm going through to draw me closer to himself and make me more like him if I'm willing because he loves me. I'm perfectly loved. The third piece of my identity statement is I'm a son to the father, perfectly loved and completely enjoyed. For whatever reason, I rarely felt liked as a kid by a few key people. This is no slam on anyone or finger pointing. I had lots of family and friends around me who loved me, but somehow my experience lacked the feeling that I was enjoyed, loved, but not necessarily liked. As my understanding of who God is formed, I unknowingly projected onto him this idea that he loved me, but didn't necessarily like me. So one of the things he's been speaking to me for years now is how much he enjoys me. He enjoys who I am and what I like because he made me that way. So today, I think he enjoys that I love woodworking, old Cadillacs, and my often mischievous sense of humor. I think God just enjoys watching me because I'm his son. This has ministered to my soul over and over again, and it has even helped me know how to enjoy my own kids in a new way. All three of these ideas are biblical and experientially true to me. These are some of the truest things I know deepest. When Haley walked into my garage that day, my identity of being and feeling liked by God naturally came through me and it was given to someone who needed it as well. With ease, I was able to help Haley know a piece of the God I know in a moment that she needed it. It wasn't hard for me or prefabricated by me. It was natural. It was what I know and love to give away. God likes you. Haley, you're really kind and I think God likes that. Because I know God likes kindness and I know that he likes Haley, I was able to see her in a way that he does and let her know. He used me to tell her just a little bit about who he is. See, we're stewards of what we've been given and God has given you some deep understandings of who he is. So you get to be joyfully responsible to give that away to others. And guess what? He puts you in the lives of others who need what you steward. 
What if this was the beginning of evangelism? I want to offer the possibility that we can all just breathe and relax a bit when we start to get overwhelmed by all we don't know and all we're afraid of when it comes to sharing our faith. You have only to give away what you possess. I think that's super freeing. So give it away with joy and courage and continue to draw near to God and grow in the knowledge of his gospel so you have even more to give. Ultimately, we do want people to confess Christ as Savior and Lord, not just feel liked or known or helped. Like you and me, they need an ever-deepening understanding of who God is and what he's done for them. He will likely use lots of different people and situations and scriptures, however, to round that out for them over time. But the more you know and experience, the more you can give to them. No one likes being on the giving or receiving end of forced evangelism. But lots of people are out there waiting for you to give them what you love and know well. At the end of the day, you can't give away more than you have. You don't know what you don't know, right? Well, take some rest in that, knowing that God can use you right now to minister to others. You don't have to have a robust apologetic or tons of biblical knowledge to share Christ. Just share what you know about him from the intimacy you have with him. This session's called The Bridge. I'm saying, I think one of our easiest, most natural and authentic ways to engage in spiritual conversations with those yet to believe is to bridge authentically with what we know and love. So what do you know and love about who you are in Christ? How does your identity in Christ in the gospel minister to you every day? What gaps in others' identities do you notice often? Who are the Haley's in your life who need you to minister your unique identity into them with authentic love and ease? My guess is that when I die and people are sharing at my memorial, one theme you'll hear is how often they felt liked by God because I tend to give that away consistently. What will people say about who they know themselves to be because of you? Who will they say God is because they knew you? May you have eyes to see the gaps in the identities of others, which he has uniquely designed you to fill for his glory and their joy in the gospel. And may you respond naturally with courage and authenticity.